You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, Around Atlanta edition. Showcasing the best of Metro Atlanta, our communities, the attractions, and the special events that make Atlanta great. Welcome to our virtual town square. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the Around Atlanta edition. I am your host, Todd Schneck, joined by my friend and colleague, Carol Morgan. Uh, Before we kick things off, we do want to thank New American Funding for being our 2021 show sponsor, now our 10th year on the air. It has been great having them as our partner. All right, good morning, Carol. It's going to be a fun conversation, cool company, cool organization, neat representative. It's going to be a good chat. And I'm very excited about taking a deep dive into this. We are joined in studio today with Erin Eigelhart. She's the program director with Start Me and DeAndrea Bird, the owner of Tutu Maniac, and she's a Start Me graduate. So welcome, ladies. We're happy to have you here. And let's just kick it off with Erin. Erin, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with Start Me. First of all, thank you so much for having us this morning. It's, it's truly a pleasure. I'm the program director for Start Me, and really my background is in finance and consulting, but I've always had a deep love for communities. I love supporting those who make our communities strong and vibrant, and I really feel that entrepreneurs play a really critical role in that. I joined the Start Me team about four years ago as the program manager, working on the Emory Goisweta Business School side, really managing all the day-to-day operations, all the partnerships for our then two, now three community programs. And then I became the program director about a year ago. Ah, Good stuff. So, DeAndrea, so uh, tell us about you, your business, and uh, about your relationship with Start Me. My name is DeAndrea Byrne, and I'm the owner of T2 Maniac. T2 Maniac is located in Greenbrier Mall. We specialize in kids' birthday parties. We do spa parties, paint parties, and tutu parties for girls aged 3 to 11. So my relationship with Start Me, I'm actually a Start Me alumni. I went through the program last year and actually was the recipient of a GROW grant. Great stuff. Congratulations. I'm looking forward to hearing more about those grants later. But Erin, for now, tell us more about Start Me. How did it get started? How old is it? Who does it benefit? You know, all the juicy details. Well, Start Me really grew out of research that one of my colleagues, Dr. Peter Roberts, was conducting at at Emory Swizzweta Business School really looking at differences between zip codes across the U.S. And one of the things that he found is that there's a significant gap in the number of micro businesses per capita in what you might historically call an underserved community. And that's of 30% or more. And what that directly translates to is fewer people starting and operating businesses. That means fewer people opening storefronts, fewer people employing others, and, and really fewer people serving some of those local needs. We know that entrepreneurs, whether they're starting the next tech unicorn or a mom and pop need three things in abundance to really be successful. They need business knowledge, they need supportive networks that they can draw upon, and they need capital to get started. And we also believe that entrepreneurial talent and passion and spirit are equally distributed across the population, but access to some of that knowledge, networks, and capital is not. So we build local accelerator programs in communities around Metro Atlanta, serving the entrepreneurs who live there, who work there, and who are starting businesses in those communities, trying to really ensure that those businesses can endure and can thrive in place in communities. In each case, Emory Squizmeta Business School forms local partnerships. So we partner with local nonprofits to build a local program serving local needs of local entrepreneurs. So we're very fortunate to partner with 
the East Lake Foundation serving the kind of East Lake to Edgewood communities, Friends of Refugees serving the Clarkston area, and then both focused community strategies and purposeful schools Atlanta to serve the broader South side of Atlanta. And that's where DeAndrea operates her business and, and you know, works in partnership with so many other exciting, passionate entrepreneurs in that community. And then we also build local coalitions. So everything's about connections, but connecting with business associations and neighborhood associations and school systems, really those who have the, the ear of the community to make sure that we're really serving the needs of those who live and work there. We're currently working with 49 ventures across our three community programs. And including those 49, we've served just over 300 ventures. 84% of those businesses are led by people of color. 72% are female-led. And really, these are your makers and bakers and fixers and doers. They do everything in and around your community. So, you know, fashion to farming, furniture to food, but really tailoring around the needs of of those in and around them. Super exciting. What an amazing program. And Mm -hmm. man, oh man, do we need more of that everywhere. Uh, Great stuff. Uh, Commend you guys on the important work you're doing in this day and age. So critically uh, needed. So, So good stuff. Andrea, gosh, I don't understand why you're a proud alumnus of this thing. Uh, yeah, being a small business person is just hard, period, let alone in the throes of a, of a global pandemic. So let's take a second and talk about some of the challenges that all small business people face. Uh, and then how has this pandemic thrown a wrench into <laughs> to doing what you do? So the funny thing is, I actually, in the beginning of the pandemic, um, I actually opened up a storefront. <laughs> so my challenge was, how was I going to have parties? That was the bulk of my business. So I had to have a pivot moment. I ended up doing parties in a box and arts and craft kits. And they actually did really well. So my arts and craft kits, the girls can make DIY lip gloss or they can build a furry friend. That means they can stuff a unicorn or a, um, a bear. The lip gloss kits, they can choose a colorant, build their own lip gloss. And then the parties in a box did really well where, okay, we can't have parties right now, but here's what you can have to do a virtual party at home or maybe your siblings. So that did pretty well in the beginning. But since fast forward to today, it's doing pretty good in the mall. Um, it was a little hard figuring out the whole social distance thing, especially with small kids and um, spark parties. But we kind of got it together. So I'm looking forward to the future. So. Yeah, adults can't even social distance. So. <laughs> right, exactly. The, much less the kids. kid so, thing is even is even a bigger challenge. So much harder with kids. Well, COVID certainly impacted all of us, and I imagine it also impacted maybe the number of applications that Start Me has had. Tell us a little bit about the impact of COVID on Start Me, Erin. So it's impacted us in a couple different ways. You know, I feel like the, this past year has really demonstrated the value of local small businesses. You know, I think that. Entrepreneurs have really stepped forward to identify and try to adapt to what local needs have been. And that's really shifted and evolved over the last year. There's no doubt it's also been immensely challenging on so many fronts. You know, micro businesses are run by people and they're oftentimes solopreneurs. So they're doing this by themselves, sometimes nights and weekends, and they're facing the same kind of compounding challenges that society more broadly is facing. Health risks and fears financial instability, lack of childcare, mental drain. And then, you know, some business models are just really, really difficult to pivot and to to change in a way that is still true to their vision, but also viable during the kind of current environment. In those first six months of the pandemic, we saw a lot of really challenging impacts. 
you know, about 70% had to cut their hours or close down operations. Uh, about 75% saw a really significant drop in sales. About half had to let go of employees or contractors. But we're also seeing some, you know, glimmers of, of light in the darkness, if you will. I think DeAndre is a great example of that. Opening a storefront in the middle of a pandemic, offering new products in order to serve a different market and a different need. And other entrepreneurs doing very different things with their businesses have, have also really been able to, to step forward and expand. Sometimes they were already operating a business that sort of naturally fit how conditions were evolving. So, you know, an example might be natural hair care, where folks were not going to the salon anymore. You know, while they were on Zoom, they're maybe also willing to kind of experiment with new things at home. And so they were able to try products that they might not have been willing to try out before. You know, others maybe lost their nine to five job or were furloughed and newly had time, but also had new economic pressure to really push forward with their business and make it work. And others have really gotten creative and embraced new ways of connecting with people, whether it's, you know, through social media or hosting videos, you know, hosting online gatherings. And, you know, I think that some, I won't say most, but some have been able to access capital to stay afloat, whether it's through government programs, through local lenders, or through a number of new grant programs that have been made available to different kinds of businesses and different kinds of industries. As a program, we've definitely had to pivot too. Um, and some of it we were excited to do, and some of it we sort of pushed back against, I think like a lot of people did, and, and finally, you know, came around to it. But it was really hard to go fully virtual for a a program that's intentionally place-based. We build everything around building connections. And usually that means operating in communities, gathering in communities, bringing people together in a, you know, in-touch physical kind of way to build connections and build community. And, you know, what's nice about the shift to virtual is that geography is less of an impediment. There's no commute. So you can sign on right when it starts rather than having to plan around Atlanta traffic and all of the the uncertainty that that, fact, that that brings into things. It's allowed us to engage a, a wider range of speakers that really can also quickly adapt to the interests and needs of the cohort that we're serving. It allows us to pull in mentors from a wider area. And then also entrepreneurs who might've been hard pressed to attend in person. Maybe they're caregivers, lack transportation or have other complicating factors, but it's allowed them to patch in from home. So I'll say I've been pleasantly surprised, but that it's worked out really well, actually. And I, I guess in hindsight, I should have really expected it. You know, entrepreneurs are, are resilient. They figure out creative ways to connect and engage. And I should have expected that they would have figured out a really good way to do it. And they've really stepped into that. And so I think, you know, some of the changes, while we maybe didn't want to make them, some of the changes that we've had to make will endure beyond COVID. And I think that's for the better as a program. Well, in the typical life cycle of virtually every organization, there's a pivot or two. And, and obviously the pandemic exacerbated that and forced some of us to pivot. Maybe we weren't ready, but I think in a lot of respects, it was a, it made us do some things we probably needed to do anyway. And, and then to have the backing of a, of a group like Start Me behind you and encouraging you and supporting you uh, makes that process uh, much simpler. So, so good stuff. Aaron, we talked earlier about these grants. Obviously, you probably have to make application to be eligible for these grants. So walk us through that process and how that works. Uh, will you welcome anybody? Is there an extensive process? Tell us all about it. So it is a fairly extensive process. DeAndre might be able to, to reflect on that as well. 
Um, effectively, we run an application and interview cycle in the fall for programs that run basically winter to spring. And we run all three programs in parallel. So gathering Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights. All entrepreneurs go through a, a detailed application process. So effectively, they're sharing on paper about their business, who they serve, how they serve them. And then they're tied to community, which is a really critical piece of a place-based program. And then a lot of the work comes to our end. All applications get at least three sets of eyes from the Emory side and from our local community partners, making sure that we're really thoughtful about whether they are serving the needs in and around their local community. And then we invite finalists for group interviews and we put the ultimate cohort decision into the hands of our communities. We engage alumni, mentors, partners, and key stakeholders to select the final cohort. You know, we were expecting a drop off in applications this year, just given all the uncertainty and a shift to virtual, everything about it being different. But we still received 200 applications and selected 49 ventures, so about 15 to 18 per cohort. So, you know, again, I think there's a lot of demand from entrepreneurs who are either running something pre-pandemic or during the pandemic came up with a great idea or realized that this was an opportunity for them to really invest in themselves and in their idea. New American Funding is committed to delivering home loans on time while providing five-star service. Their 14 business day close guarantee and fully underwritten pre-approval gives you an unbeatable one-two punch impossible for sellers to ignore. For more information on New American Funding, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. I think the pandemic has caused a lot of creativity and a lot of resilience. And if you had that nine to five job and lost it, you still need to feed your families. It's really spurred creativity, you know, in ways that I think none of us could imagine. Tell us a little bit more, you know, once they're enrolled in the program, what is that 14 session experience like? So over the course of three months, we really build all of our sessions around business knowledge and building connections. And that's true in person and it's true virtually. So We've had to transcribe rather than translate those sessions. You can't just move something online and, and think it'll operate in the same way. But if you really look at the root of what you're trying to accomplish in those sessions, you can rebuild it in a way that accomplishes the same thing, even when you're gathering in Zoom breakout rooms. We really build towards key milestones. So we want entrepreneurs to engage with customers and with competitors. We want them to create short, very actionable and very tangible business plans. We want them to really dig into and understand what's driving their financials, set a really good strategy for where they want to go beyond a three-month program, and then develop a lot of comfort telling their business story to different audiences. So whether that's customers, whether that's potential investors, potential business partners, you know, really having a lot of knowledge around the story that they want to tell and being comfortable tailoring that to different people. And then mentors play a very hands-on role in person and virtually working very closely with entrepreneurs week in and week out. And DeAndrea has actually joined us this year as a mentor. So it is certainly taking her experience as an alum and as an entrepreneur, and then now directly translating that to guiding other entrepreneurs and building their businesses. That's the true magic of this program is when you graduate the DeAndrea's and then they become those mentors. Uh, that's great, great stuff. 
Andrea, talk more. I mean, so we kind of got a good sense now of how the Start Me process works in the application process and then the, what actually happens once you're in the program. Uh, so talk more about your experience there, how it helped your business and uh, what else you learned from it. So my, my journey initially started, my husband works for one of the Start Me partners for Purposeville. And I remember he came home one day, he was like, hey, you need to apply for this program. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I kind of forgot about it. And I was up at the school helping him volunteer. And I saw the sign again. I applied and I didn't think anything of it. And then I got the email. I was like, oh my God, okay. I got an interview. I remember going to Price Middle School and we were doing like the group interviews. And I was like, oh my God, it's a lot of people. And then um, we got our results pretty fast. The first day at Community Grounds, I remember just making connections immediately. One of the best things that I got from Start Me is the connections and the friendships. Like I'm, I'm still friends with people I met in Start Me. I still speak to the mentors. So that was one of the, I mean, I'm glad that I wanted the grant too, but like one of the best things was like the relationships that I built, the friendships, even the business relationships that I built here. Like they're, they're still going strong today. Um, the experience was great. Um, every Thursday, it was different. Like I like the activities, the group tables. Of course, the food, they always gave us good food. <laughs> and I like that they looked at our strengths and really listened to what our strengths were so that they can place us with the people to help us with what we weren't so good at. So like, I'm a creative, I'm good with marketing, but when it comes down to the financials, I'm like, oh, I don't really know. I don't like it. I'm, I'm over it. So my mentor, um, Richard, he was really great at, the um, financials. And then all of the mentors were able to communicate with us on our level of understanding. So if one person was like strictly numbers and couldn't communicate, it was somebody else there to be like, okay, well, this, let me break it down to you how you understand it. So I love that. And then I love that everybody came from a different background. So the mix was good. There was nobody there that couldn't help you with something in your business. It was a perfect mix. It was like the perfect mix of um, ingredients to our bubble. I love that they gave us real world experience. Like on a legal day, we actually got to speak to lawyers, not just one lawyer, but lawyers from corporate, lawyers from real estate. So I actually was able to bring my lease in and say, hey, can you look my lease over? Like real world help and experience. Um, the graduation was super fun. And then you start seeing your cohort members out in public. And I actually met Peter by mistake. I was volunteering um, with Purpose Built passing out meals when a pandemic hit and didn't even know who Peter was. I had met his wife from Padilla Farms and they partnered with. <laughs> so it's just, it all, it all goes back to community. Everything goes full circle. So that's what made me want to come back and give back and volunteer to somebody like me. <laughs> what a that's great awesome. story. Great story. And I'm sure that you're going to be a fantastic mentor and really help a lot of people this year. Erin, tell us how people can get involved or corporations can get involved. Can they donate? You know, what kind of, um, you know, availability is there for all of that? Yeah. So there are a lot of different ways to get involved. You know, I think the biggest thing is something that all of us can do on an individual level, and that's to shop local small businesses. You know, DeAndrea mentioned the food. One thing that we do is we source food from local caterers and local businesses, whether they're our alumni or they're selling at your local farmer's market, they're operating local stores, they're running an Etsy store out of their house. All of those feed into that social and economic vibrancy of this community. And I think that's what one of the things that makes Atlanta so interesting and vibrant and unique 
And those businesses really do need our support. And it can take a little bit of extra effort to really find those local businesses, but your sale means a lot to them. And it's a unique experience for you, but it's also a really empowering experience for them as entrepreneurs. Our success as a program, but also our success as our communities is the success of the people in and around them. And that includes the entrepreneurs starting and scaling businesses. You know, as a program, we also engage volunteers in a very hands-on way. That's certainly mostly true in that winter into spring period of time. So we have mentors like DeAndrea, but also about 75 others who week in and week out are sharing their time and their business talents and their skills, and then also engage in a less formal way throughout the year. So we continue to have alumni programming, but they also use their time to to connect and support one another and bounce business ideas off one another and really continue to build and, and foster strong relationships. And then we also deliver the program for free to all entrepreneurs, including early stage grant funding that is peer selected. So we democratize that. The entrepreneurs and mentors in the room allocate $10,000 in early stage grant capital in each of the cohorts. And so we as an organization, as a program, certainly make sure that the funding is available on our end in order to make that program available and free to all of those who do participate. Great stuff. I'm so glad we got a chance to share this with our audience. Aaron, one last time before we let you go, should anyone want to support what you're doing, volunteer, mentor, make application, where do they go? Visit us on our website. We're at startmeatl.org. We're also a part of Emory's Guizmeta Business School, so you can certainly find us through there. And then, um, you know, of course, we're on the, the standard social media platforms. So you can look for us wherever it is you like to engage, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Got it. And DeAndrea, where do people find you? Where do they learn more about 22 Maniac? And if they want to ask you any questions, how do they find you? Well, you can come and visit me in Greenbrier Mall here in Atlanta. Or if you want to visit me on social media, it's 22 Maniacs on all platforms. That's T-U-T-U-M-A-N-I-A-C-S. They can also visit my website at www.22maniac.org or call our customer service at 404-939-0708. Aaron Eigelhart, the program director with Start Me, and DeAndrea Bird, uh, the owner of Tutu Maniac. Ladies, it was a pleasure to have you. Thanks again for stopping by and joining us. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you, guys. Pleasure was indeed ours. All right, that wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening, and we'll look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. 
And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.